house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What's up? Uh, I am sick, so sick that we just recorded 15 minutes of a podcast and then realized we did not actually record anything because we forgot to hit the record button, so we are running it back. Um, Yeah, I have the flu. Nick's getting over the flu, but the flu is beating the shit out of me really bad. Um, Worse now that we just had to restart this. Um but we're coming off of the worst collective week that we've ever had on this podcast, so there was no way that we uh, weren't going to be able to show up. This is what we do for the listeners. We're back, uh, for better or for worse. Um, I mean, we did best and worst of the week. I don't know that we necessarily <laughs> need to do it again. Um, recap the I, I highlighted the, the, nightmare. the commander's fucking atrocious statue tribute to uh, Sean Taylor, which was indeed not a statue at all. It was a clothing mannequin that you would see at Gap. Uh, all right, like I said, episode 135, Conference Championship Week in College Football, NFL Week 13. Coming off the worst week we've ever had. Uh, we will go through the recap real quick. In the Egg Bowl, over 58 and a half. Weather played a factor, like I talked about. A um, few drive stall out in the red zone for Ole Miss. We don't get it done there. We were on pace at halftime, but scoring really slowed down in the second half. Uh, Florida State, minus nine and a half. We were covering the number right for a second there at the end, and then they immediately let Anthony Richardson march down the field and uh, answer back late in the late in the game at the end of the fourth, fourth quarter. Cincinnati, minus two. Same thing. Late in the fourth quarter, we finally break through. We're covering the number, and then they immediately let Tulane turn around. <coughs> Excuse me. Turn around and go about four plays and uh, score the, the winning touchdown. UCLA minus 10. They had a field goal here to push. Uh, they decided to go for it on fourth and two with, uh, around the 30-yard line. They ended up not getting it. I wish they would have just kicked it, but regardless, not a good bet. Ohio State minus seven and a half uh, got embarrassed uh, by Michigan. Um, Ryan Day continuously coming up short with a, with a silver spoon in his mouth. He can't get it done. So uh, we started off the week with five straight losses. Uh, then we had Duke plus three and a half and the blue devils got it done for us. Plus three and a half. I, they either won or lost by one. I think they might've went for two there at the end. Um, that's a team you can rally behind. Riley Leonard might be the best quarterback in the country. I tried to find somewhere to buy his Jersey, but nobody really knows who he is. So I don't think they're for sale. Tennessee minus 13 and a half was my lock of the week. Uh, I didn't get much right this week, but this one I certainly did. They win 56 to nothing. A lot of professional gamblers were on Vanderbilt. It didn't make sense. I felt like uh, Tennessee really is just a better football team. I understand they lost Hendon Hooker. Um, Their season is essentially over, I guess, although I don't know how Alabama is above them in the rankings. It doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, But, yeah, 56 to nothing, easy, easy lock of the week. Then I had App State minus four and a half. Their secondary is so bad. It's not even It's not even funny. Their coach should be fired on site. Uh, Miami plus six and a half, easily the worst bet we had this week. 
never, never had a chance in the game. North Carolina minus six and a half. Um, we had to get lucky this entire game to even have a chance. They find themselves in overtime with the ball first, which is exactly what we need. They get inside the five-yard line, then they stall out and uh, end up giving up a touchdown very shortly after uh, to lose the game. Uh, Kansas State minus 10.5, a, a really good performance by Kansas State. Every time they got – they would punch, they'd get counter-punched, and they'd come right back and punch again. Um, a, a really good team in Kansas State. That closes out a three-and-eight week for us in college football. A fucking brutal, brutal week. I lost 10. 10 in a row just done. <laughs> <laughs> that is Mississippi State Ole Miss over X that guy who said he's fading us now is Cincinnati under 46 and a half X Central Michigan minus 2 X Iowa minus 10 and a half X Florida State minus 9 and a half X um, before I forget Wyoming Fresno State over 50.5x, Ohio State minus 7.5x, LSU minus 9.5x, Pitt Miami <laughs> under 43.5x, Miami plus 6.5x, Kansas State finally gets us our first win, and then Air Force minus 1.5. Yes. 2 and 10. 2 and 10, collectively our worst week that we've had on this show, but statistics say that uh, there are brighter days ahead, hopefully this week. Because uh, if not, we're fucked. I mean, it you're still doing very well this year. That just shows how good you were doing, that you have a 2-10 and 10 and you're still up, and that's only your second lock uh, of, the, of the entire year that you've lost. So don't lose faith. We're out here fighting for our lives, literally. I'm running fever as we speak. I'm, I, I'm damn near drenched in sweat right now. Um they trying to they're trying to take us out they're trying to take us out the worst week we've ever had we both get the flu we're going through it right now but it's only one way to go and that's up so we look ahead to conference championship week i might just get a little crazy and pick every single one uh but we'll start with friday do you have anything friday um i guess yeah i mean yeah you better not come here with like four plays and go into conservation mode i got five because i because <laughs> I'm worried. Uh, are you on North Texas UTSA? No. Fuck. Are you on Akron Buffalo? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, you gotta be. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not be. a conference champion. No, I know, but it's there. <laughs> it's there. It's ripe for the picking. Uh, I am on North Texas and UTSA. So this one, I went back and forth on. Uh, snip, snap, snip, snap. Fucking bouncing back. UTSA just lost their senior running back, Brendan Brady. Looked like he either hyperextended or broke his arm. I don't know. He's in a sling. He's not playing. They These two teams played earlier this year in a barn burner that UTSA had to come from behind on the last drive. I'm going to lay the points with the road runners. I think time of possession is a huge factor in this game, and a few things will hinge on that. It starts with the 105th-ranked North Texas rushing defense, allowing over 185 yards per game on the ground. You match that up with a top-10 third-down defense in UTSA. One team can't stop the run. The other team's quality at getting off of – oh, I'm sorry, third-down offense. One team can't stop the run. The other team's very good at moving the chains. Top-10 in, in third-down offense at 49.7%. I don't think that North Texas is going to have an answer for Frank Harris's <coughs> excuse me for Frank Harris's mobility. North Texas is 121st in time of possession, uh, 
scaling back to my previous point, in large part due to the inaccuracy of quarterback Austin Awney, UTSA dominated North Texas in the first matchup, but the score did not depict that. If you look at the stats, though, this game really wasn't that close. It was a few busted coverages on the back end for UTSA. A few good good throws by, by uh, Awney, but 6-3 to three at halftime, it was a defensive battle, and then it really opened up in the second half. I think UTSA is uh, the clear-cut better team here. Um, they'll clean up the, the issues on the back end. Expect Frank Harris to run wild. The backup running back, uh, I'm blanking on his name, actually had a very good game the last time that these two teams played. Uh, it is Barnes. Kavorian Barnes had a very good game last time he played North Texas. So the loss of Brady hurts. He had two touchdowns in that game, but it was goal to go. Uh, one, two yards out. Kavorian Barnes was the war- the workhorse in this one. I'm going to lay the points with the Roadrunners minus eight in the Conference USA Championship. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Um, obviously, I'm also on the Pac-12 Championship as well. I'll let you go first. Um. Okay, Utah versus USC. The game's being played in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. USC has a slightly better yards per play margin than Utah, but Utah has a far better yards per game margin. This is the second time these two teams are meeting this year. The first matchup was decided by a two-point conversion that Utah was successful on with 48 seconds left to win the game 43-42, usually in this situation. I would take the team that came up short in the first matchup, but it's like such a tough game because I can't get over USC's poor run defense allowing 3.3 line yards per rush in the first matchup. Both teams had success, and in fact, USC actually had more success running it, 6.5 yards per carry compared to Utah's 4.3 yards per carry, but it was Cam Rising that really kind of led the Utah rushing attack as well as the passing attack. Cam Rising had three rushing touchdowns in this game. This time, USC is going to be without their best running back, Travis Dye. Um, and even though they've still been running the ball well, I, I don't know. I think both teams try to establish the run more this time because, like, you look at last time, I think you even though USC – Average 6.5 yards per carry. They still ran it under 30 times. It's like a game that's kind of tricky. You, you look at the total as well. Are you about to take the under? I would lean under, but um, I'm going to take Utah. Okay, I got it. Plus at, three. Okay, I was about to say, I got it at three as well. I am also going to take Utah. Um, for much of what you just said, I've been saying it all year. They can't stop the run. It's the Achilles heel of their team. They've been uh, – I mean, at some point you have to stop calling it fortunate with their turnovers, they're, they're number one in the turnover margin. Um, saw it firsthand at the very beginning of the year against Rice and benefited from it. A lot of tip ball interceptions. So it's like, it's also what Cam Rising is going to show up because there's been. Like, I mean, he's played well mo for the most part. But for the most part he has, but there's been more than a couple games uh, this year that. Uh, the it's Oregon like, game, on? but I mean, look, Utah, what Utah needs to try to do here. And we'll see if they're able to. I think they will be able to. But they, since this U, since they've played USC the first time, the Utah rushing attack with the running backs mainly has kind of gained some momentum. And you could look at USC and say the same thing. But yeah. um, 
I think they got to try to establish the run and play a little bit of keep away here and try to. That's definitely the key to victory. Is to I think the run. I don't think it's the same situation as last time, forty three, forty two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Okay. God damn. All right. Um. Are you on the Big Twelve championship? Yeah. You gotta be. Kansas State, TCU. TCU is um, two and a half point favorites. Is that what you got it at? Yeah. Where are you going? Um, in the first matchup, Martinez goes down early. Will Howard steps in, and Kansas State ends up taking a 28-10 to 10 lead early in the first half. Then Kansas State blows it, losing it. Uh, TCU scored 28 unanswered, winning 38-28. to 28. I think um, – you look at the first game, third down conversions were a big difference. TCU converted far better than Kansas State, I think. This game, though, being that Will Howard will be the starter, they're expecting maybe Martinez to play as well and that he could get some playing time um, in some special situations, mainly when the quarterback's going to run it. Um, I just think with Howard being prepared as a starter in this one, I think Kansas State can find success on offense. I agree. I'm taking Kansas State as well. Like I said, I, in the recap, I talked about how impressive Kansas State's victory over Kansas was. They answered the bell every time. TCU's been flirting with uh, flirting with losing multiple times in the last few weeks, although they ran Iowa State out of the building, which was impressive. Uh, you have to tip your cap to Sonny Dykes and TCU, an undefeated season in the first, first year. Uh, very impressive. One win away from the college football playoff. If you look at the stats, these two teams are very evenly matched. I'm going to take the team getting points. Howard gives them the fact that you can now implement both, even though they're not really using Martinez. I think they should use him more. Uh, Howard gives them the better chance to win. The fact that they're rolling with him, um, I'm, I'm taking Kansas State as well, plus two and a half. Do you see a three? No, I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah. I mean, I can check. Let's just confirm. We can find a three. I'm taking a three, as should everybody else out there. Um, yeah, I don't see any threes. Um, 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 yeah, all right, two and a half. All right, are you on the MAC championship? Um, MAC, no, hell no. no. Toledo and Ohio. Give me Ohio plus one and a half. They've been dominating time of possession, and they have the far superior offense in this one. I think they can get. Out to an early lead, force Toledo to abandon their game plan, whether it's Daquan Finn or Tucker Gleason at quarterback. I'm taking Ohio, plus one and a half. Um, I don't know if I've bet a Mac game this year and lost. As crazy as that sounds, I went away from Central <laughs> Michigan um, at the right time. I don't think I've bet a Mac game and lost. Early in the year, I think it was just one, Central Michigan. Then I came back, Central Michigan. And then we came back again to Central Michigan. I think I'm 3-0, and betting the MAC. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Valpo and New Mexico State. Was that an add-in game you on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's but the point spread? They don't even have one um, currently. I don't know. Maybe it's an add-in Certain game. people are cheering for that because they probably had win totals for New Mexico. Yeah, I know. But you've got to play all 12 games yeah. to get for the – action of the count you know <laughs> um some belt championship are you on it oh no good god all right um 
This game got bet down a good bit. It was Troy minus 11. I saw a 10.5, back to 11, down to 10. Now it's sitting at 8.5. I saw some, um, let me see. Let me see, let me see. There's definitely 8.5 out there, but there might be some other, some lower lines as well. Yeah, all 8.5s, it looks like. Okay. Um, Why did it come down? McCall. Is he back? what they're saying or that's the uh rumors that he's gonna play but a lot of people think he's less than 100 percent. okay well that's a big deal um we'll circle back to that one are we sure sure about what um is he coming back um all right, let's see. We will circle back to that SEC championship. You going to touch it? Yeah. All right, which side? I'm going to take LSU. I'm taking LSU too. What I mean, are we overreacting a little bit? Yeah. I think Brian Kelly will do a good job of getting the guys up. 17 and a half points for a Georgia offense that hasn't really shown us too much. I mean, it's like so far you look at all the games that I've bet, which have only been two, and then this one, which is three. It's like I'm betting against – the team that has all the pressure on them, you know? Yeah. USC with a win in the Pac-12 championship, or it's looking like they're going to be in the playoff. Yes. TCU in the Big 12 championship, same situation. And then Georgia, of course, win or lose, they're going to be probably, I don't see a way for them to get no, out. Yeah, they're not going to get bounced, especially with Ohio State losing. Ohio but State's still, there's still the a lot position. of pressure here. I think LSU can just go out here and play now. Yeah. I thought A&M played incredible. Their best game of the year by far. It wasn't – I didn't think LSU came out and really played bad. I thought they were out physical a little bit. I think the team's like a little bit not that good when the weather's a little bit cold. Yeah. yeah. I know it wasn't real cold, but our quarterback's wearing a fucking hood over his head and shit. Yeah. Acting like it's fucking negative 10. Well, he's from Houston, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Yeah. Man up, son. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'm taking LSU as well. Yeah, I think it's it's too many points, and then. Well, we have a good defense. Yeah. And Georgia's offense has left a lot to be desired. Georgia Tech was hanging in there too. They just started turning the ball over. And and, and Georgia's secondary has shown the ability to get beat on the back end. Yeah, I think we see somewhat of a competitive game here. Yeah. So I'm gonna take LSU as well, plus seventeen and a half. I'm gonna lay the points with Troy. I was considering the under, uh, but I'm going to lay the points with Troy. If McCall's not good to go, they have a serious problem at quarterback. So, And if he is good to go, they no longer have a serious problem at quarterback. But if he's banged up, regardless, I don't have faith in Coastal's ability to consistently stop the run. Troy's rushing over 260 yards per game their last two two times out. They would be foolish not to lean on that. Maybe an overreaction to last week, but I'll lay the points with Troy. All right. Um, all right, let's see. The American, UCF Tulane. Oh, yeah, I'm betting bad at this one. No? I did. I'm taking I'm taking the green wave minus three. Um, this bet's already locked in. You may have to fish around for a three. It's moving. Um, two. <coughs> Tulane gets a chance to avenge their loss to UCF, a game in which two fumbles were the difference. 
back on their home field. This is their year. Um, what's the coach's name? Willie Fritz. Willie Fritz. Basically sounds like unless he's duping them, um, he's coming back. So I'm taking Tulane. I'm laying the points. They're going to avenge the loss, stop the run. They have a great secondary. It was an impressive win on the road against Cincinnati. They're hosting their conference championship on their home field. Give me the green wave, minus three. Are you on the Mountain West championship? Yeah, but I'm considering making it my lock. Hmm. Interesting. I'm on it. Um, so we'll circle back to that. Big Ten championship. Yeah. But that's a tough one. Yeah, it is. And here's why, because Aiden O'Connell's status is uh, his brother died. Oh, Jesus Christ, that could be incredible, though. It could be like Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah, I, I take incredible, not <laughs> incredible. I, I, that was poor choice of words, but that could be the difference maker. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I might have showed my hand, but I'm leaning Purdue here. I'm I think leaning Purdue as the well. The final score last week, game between Ohio State and Michigan's misleading where, you know, Michigan's points mainly resulted from a lot of explosive plays, busted coverages early in that game when Ohio State, if that weren't the case, Ohio State would have been able to take command of that game and really probably blown Michigan out. And then you look at the end of the game, you see Michigan run the ball for 250 yards. It looks like they averaged 7.2 yards per rush, (coughs) which they did, but it's Two of those runs, one was like a 75-yard run yeah. at the end of the fourth quarter, and another one was equally as long as that. Um, maybe even a little bit longer, 80 yards at the end of the fourth quarter. It's like really Ohio State did a good job containing Michigan for most of that game other than the two big runs at the end. And then if it weren't for the busted coverages, I mean, look, it wasn't like McCarthy really lit it up this game. This was – a game where if you're a Michigan fan, you're considering yourself fortunate. Um, So I'm going to end up – I'm going to take 17 points here with Purdue because I I I think their rush defense is pretty good. They're 17 and a half. All right, well, I'll take 17 and a half. Yeah, I got got 17 and a half, and I see (coughs) – sorry, I see 17 and a half currently. They're saying that um, O'Connell's not with the team right now, but he's kind of expected to play. Well, let's be honest. This is a Big Ten championship against Michigan, and his brother would probably want him to play. How does he respond to adversity? Yeah, that's what kind of way I was leaning to was like maybe he goes out there and dedicates the game to his brother. We've seen it before. Like, it's horrible. But regardless, the team – we want him to play, but the team's going to be fired up for playing for more than he's, just a he's, championship he's gotta, here. He's got to play, though. Yeah, he's, he's got to play. <laughs> he's got to play. If he doesn't play, we're fucked. They'll win by eight. Yeah, we're hedging. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we are both on Purdue plus 17.5. Clemson, North Carolina, are you on it? ACC championship. I wasn't. Who are you taking? I am not currently on it, but I lean Clemson. But it's so tough. This was the one that I said, like, typically I leave one out. This was the one that I wanted to leave out. I lean Clemson because of their defense. I think that um, I think that 
they have too much speed on the defensive side of the football. Drake May's not going to be able to do a ton with his legs. Their offense is abysmal, I know. We saw what just happened to um, against South Carolina where Ogalele went 8 of 29 for 99 yards, a touchdown and a pick. That is 3.4 yards a carry. That's shitty if you're fucking running the football. But they do have guys that can run the football, and North Carolina's defense is atrocious. So, I I lean Clemson. I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take Clemson, and I'll take them too. Then that's the way I lean. I didn't have it down. I think the pass rush could be a little bit of a factor here, and then I mean, we saw kind of what what happened with North Carolina. Man, that train's kind of slowing down, especially. Yes against Georgia Tech, and then last week against a good North Carolina State defense. Yeah. This defense is just better than both of those, so I'm going to go with Clemson. Yeah, okay. I am as well. Um, Do we have anything left? When they're one, we skipped. Um, No, I guess not. Oh, oh, oh. Locks. Um, Oh, I got to give my Mountain West. So the Mountain West is... Spoiler alert, going to be a lock. Oh, yeah. I'm taking Fresno plus three and a half. Okay. Don't tell me. We'll get to it. Um, Yeah, I'm taking Fresno plus three and a half in the, uh, in the Mountain West Championship. I think that their offense is good enough with Hayner that they're going to be able to exploit a quality Boise defense. It is the strength of their team, but if they can put some points on the board and if they can force Taylor Green to have to throw the football, he's not – He's not good at throwing the football. Very good at running it, though. Just clamp down on the run. It's easier said than done. Uh, But, all right, that is our uh, bets for conference championship week. We will move on to the most important bets, though. Our locks of the week. After after a a god-awful week, we got to bounce back. Let's hear it. Mine's in the Mountain West. Fresno State at Boise State. This is a home game for Boise State. They're favored by three points. In the first matchup, Boise dominated, rushing for 316 yards and winning 40-20. to 20. I'm going to be honest, though. I don't really think that Boise State – I think that – okay, they look, they ran it for 300 yards. I get it, but I don't think that their rush offense is – 300 yards good, if that makes sense. Yeah. At the time, Fresno was was without Jake Hayner. Yes. Um, since the Boise State loss, Fresno hasn't lost a game. They're on a seven-game winning streak, and since Hayner's return, they also haven't lost. I'm going with the more prolific passer, Jake Hayner, and Fresno State plus three and a half is my lock. Me as well. For what it's worth, we've been having the same thought process for the majority of this year. Uh, I I agree. If you can put Taylor Green, he will turn it over, and he is not he is not immune to turning it over inside his own twenty yard line. I've seen him do it on multiple occasions. I've seen him throw a pick from the fucking four yard line on a goddamn out route, like a five yard out. All right, my lock of the week. You kind of shit on it. I'm going over in Utah, USC. Okay. Um, there's just no way I'm not. I, I that's what I have written down. If you listen to this podcast, you know I typically almost exclusively take unders. Uh, we, we've talked about that. We feel like the the best gamblers typically do lean under. Um, it's a really it, – we've talked about USC's inability to stop the run. 112th ranked third down defense. Um, 
what worries me though is that Caleb Williams is a machine. So I think we saw it with Utah. I think Utah can win this game outright. We saw that they have the ability to punch and counter punch. Um, I'm I'm at over 67. We saw it had over 1,100 yards of offense. What was it? 85 points last time these two teams played. Don't think we hit up that much, but if we can hit 68, I'd be okay with that. They just go so fast that it's like, at least USC does that. It's like, yeah, it, it, especially when you bet those teams that move that quick when they're snapping the next play. Like especially in college when the when the clock stops after first down, you're like, Jesus Christ, they've gone 60 yards. It's been 10 seconds. Like. I just have been getting burned with these unders that I don't think I can do it again this week. I'm going to take the over 67 as my lock of the week. USC's run defense is their Achilles heel. I think that'll put Utah in favorable positions to stay ahead of the chains. But we saw in the first matchup that they uh, they couldn't be stopped either. So, um, yeah, and they, they won the first matchup. I'm tripping. I don't yeah. know why in my brain. I was like, USC got them barely, but Cam Rising on the two-point conversion. Yeah, so, all right, to recap, I am going, I guess I'm going to hold off on Akron Buffalo, but it doesn't feel right. Um, UTSA minus eight, Utah plus three, Kansas State plus two and a half, Ohio plus one and a half, Troy minus eight and a half, LSU plus 17 and a half, Tulane minus three, Fresno plus three and a half, Purdue plus 16 and a half. And my lock of the week is the Utah USC over 67. I'm going Utah plus three, Kansas State plus two and a half, Fresno State plus three and a half as my lock of the week, LSU plus 17 and a half, Purdue plus 17 and a half, and Clemson minus seven and a half. All right, there you go. That is all our picks for uh, conference championship week in but college football. Oh, I'm sorry. Before <laughs> we go, no, like, so we're both on. This is just an interesting talking point. Before we move on to the NFL, we're both on the underdogs and the Pac-12 and the Big 12 championship. If they went outright, Chaos. the top four is going to be Chaos. Ohio yeah. State and Alabama. <clears throat> well, I was like, yeah, really? <clears throat> Ohio State's in a great spot to find themselves back in the oh, yeah, because it's like, Three and four are two one of, teams yeah. that are, one of them are probably going to. It's the closest conference championship spreads as well. Yeah, exactly. So they're in a great spot to fucking, even though they just got ransacked by Michigan, great spot to get right back in. The yes. committee the committee wants two and three, Ohio State, Michigan. All right, but I guess you could do two and four. And then if they, if they upset, if Ohio State upsets Georgia, Michigan probably rolls, and then you have – one of the biggest college football rivalries for the national championship. Yeah, but imagine if by both went and somehow Alabama is in here. No, I know. Oh, dude, it's like they've been – And like, if you would, like, talk to people, like, still betters have Alabama as, like, a, a top three team in their power rank. Alabama's been out of it for, like, two months now, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, Bama's back. But it's like, why is Bama over Tennessee? I guess because Hooker's out. They take But, it, but it should be resume. Yeah, but it's also you got to take if Stetson Bennett broke his leg. They're not taking out Georgia. No, but they they're undefeated. If Bryce Young broke his leg, they're not taking out Bama. They're not going to knock Bama. They're going to say it's Nick Saban and it's Bama. I mean, maybe it should be but... it should be on what you've done because yeah, Hooker's out. They just fucked up Vanderbilt fifty six to nothing with Milton. 
understand. But they got destroyed by South Carolina. They did, definitely. But Alabama lost to LSU, who just got destroyed by A&M. Yeah, both their losses, though, are like... I know. Both coming in the final seconds, and then LSU, obviously... The two point conversion is like the as close of losses as you could have. No, yeah, definitely, and and I just feel like, I, I feel like it should be resume. It should be what you've done. Um, like Corum getting hurt doesn't knock Michigan. I know it's different running back, and but he's a Heisman Trophy candidate. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Tennessee's kind of getting the shit into the stick, a little bit. They have one loss, right? No, oh, two, oh, two, two. That's right, Georgia. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that passionate about it. I don't really give a fuck, <laughs> but I just think it's interesting that Bama's going to potentially find their way in again. Yeah, that would be my prediction. No, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. Um, Georgia, number one. Michigan, number two. Number three, Ohio State. Yeah. Number four, Alabama. And then we get another. But, we get a true. But we don't know shit. So it's SEC. National championship. Well, we get a true SEC championship and a true Big Ten championship, not one that's se- separated by divisions and bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't know much. So the four that's there very well maybe the four yeah. next week. That would suck, though. TC, yeah. Fucking 20-point I mean, I spreads would, I in the first round. Yeah, but, I mean, you think they that Georgia would be favored that much over USC? At least two touchdowns. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I. That offense is just good, dude. It's really good. And Georgia's defense is getting if it's oh, over two touchdowns. If it's two touchdowns, I'm fucking betting it all. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's like cause Caleb Williams keeps doing that shit every week. Notre Dame's defense is good. And they were struggling a little bit. There. Well, Notre Dame's offense yes, kind of gave the ball away. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to Talk yeah. about Joseph pick. Joseph went Joseph went two and four. So yeah, uh, we didn't say that either. I'm 52, 57, and four on the year, six, seven, and one in my locks of the week. Nick is 50, 41, and six, 11, two, and one in his locks of the week. Joseph went two and four in college, brings him to 24, 30, and one, seven and seven in his locks of the week. He went uh two and four in the NFL, brings him to 21, 29, and one, three, eight, and one in his locks of the week. Um, so that is our college football bets. Uh, for a very necessary bounce back week, now we turn our attention to NFL Week. What is it, twelve? Yeah, NFL Week twelve. We'll recap real quick again, uh, just to make my Thanksgiving week worse. <clears throat> I gave you four plays on Thanksgiving Day. We hit one of them. Bills minus nine and a half. Loser. Bills. Lions. I don't know because that's where I punched the fucking board. Uh, I don't know what I had in that one, but it didn't hit. Cowboys minus nine and a half. This was horse shit. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, it was the over 54 and a half. Okay. Didn't it hit 53. Yes, because there was a missed field goal. There might have been a missed extra point. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Cowboys game. Yeah. Um, Maher misses that field goal and then oh, yeah. meaningless drive. Well, I, that's what I was hoping for because, well, not the missed field. Did the over not hit yet? No. You needed that touchdown? or what, Yeah, what? but – there was a way for both to win if he just hits the yeah, field still goal. Yeah, got the meaningless touchdown. And then get the meaningless touchdown. But, yeah. I mean, obviously the field position helped. But Yeah, well, good for you. Cowboys minus <laughs> nine and a half. They should have had it. The, one of the best kickers in the league this year fucking misses wide right. Pats, Vikings over 42 and a half. We were both on it. Um, easy, easy bet. 
This was well on pace in like the first quarter. Uh, then we got to Sunday Bengals minus one and a half. Joe Burrow is who we thought he who Joe Burrow is who he thought he was minus one and a half. They beat the Titans outright. Um, well, they're favored. They're supposed to Browns plus three and a half. They beat the Buccaneers outright. This game was crazy. Um, I think they beat them. I fuck, dude. I am so. I'm so. Uh, yeah, the Bucks yeah, lost in overtime. They end up going to overtime, and uh, good. The Browns' defense is just good, and that's why I bet on them. I don't believe in the in the Buccaneers' offense. I've been saying it all year. Uh, Browns plus three and a half. My lock of the week. They went out right. Bears plus four and a half. It was up in the air for Fields to play. He didn't play. That was a big uh, a big issue. They got shit on. I added two games on Sunday. Jaguars plus three and a half, and Cardinals plus three. And just like the week before, when I added two NFL plays, both hit. Jaguars plus three and a half. They go for two. Uh, they get it. They win outright. Going for two solidified the victory, basically. All-time move. And then the Chargers had Cardinals plus three. The Chargers also go for two. Solidified the victory. All great decisions by the head coaches. Go out there and win the game. Uh, so I go five and four. Um, and as I said, that brings me to 35, 34, and one. Six and six in my locks of the week. You went three and two. Yeah, I had the Bills minus nine and a half. That one didn't win. I had New York Dallas over forty five cashed. New England, Minnesota over forty two and a half. We won Bengals minus one and a half. It was my lock of the week. The Bengals ended up winning after kind of like a back and forth game, huh? Yeah. No, it was. And then the Colts minus two and a half at home on Monday Night Football. They they got off to like <coughs> worst start ever. And then no, they, they kind of battled back in the second half. But then the Steelers were able to put a drive together kind of late and take the lead. Yeah. Um, yeah, regardless, um, we pray for five and four and three and two after the week we had in college. Um, so my numbers are slightly different. Shit's moving. Um I'll give out the NFL numbers of what I see currently. Um, I'm gonna Thursday night. I'm I'm taking the points with the Patriots. Plus, I got it plus four and a half. I'll take plus four. At this is one of those like I feel like it'll be very public to be on the Bills. It's gonna snow. Good, I love that. It's gonna fucking snow. I love that. They got they got guys there in the in the running the football for New England, and they love the snow. So does Buffalo. But snow means it's hard to score points. I'll take the team getting four. Um, really, it's four and a half, but we'll take the four. Um, yeah, right. I'm on New England. Are you? This is one of those I feel like I talked about last year how, like, I feel like the obvious choice is, oh, take the Bills. Bills are one of the best teams in football. Patriots offense is eh, defense is pretty good, but they're not gonna be able to stop the Bills. I feel like that was when I started having more success in the NFL. Was when I put more value into the home team getting points. Yeah, and you gotta take in consideration no Von Miller for the Bills. Yes, that's a huge deal. That's like a that's a huge deal. He's he was playing really good. Oh dude. yeah, he's like getting. I mean, he's only getting older. So the fact that his his production damn near went up, I was like, I was impressed. Um. All right, uh, on Sunday, I'm going to take the Packers minus four and a half. The Bears without Justin Fields suck. 
I'm anticipating him not coming back. Rodgers? Uh, it's Jordan Love season. Is Rodgers definitely not going to play? I don't know either way, though. I got stock in Jordan Love in the form of trading cards. So it's Jordan Love season. He came in throwing darts. He's been able to sit behind Rodgers every time before that he came in. He looked like absolute shit. <clears throat> but what I saw on Sunday night was enough to sway me. So give me the Packers minus four and a half. What's your first NFL? Um, I'm a tank and Bengals plus two at home going against Kansas City. Really? Yeah. I can't do it, but I hope they win. I put a futures bet on the Bengals at 28 to one. It's not there anymore. It's already come down a good bit. But I hope. Yeah, I, no, the Bengals are good. Yeah. They're being overlooked, seriously. Joe Burrow's really fucking good. Yeah, no, they're like, they're better than they were last year, and they're they're being overlooked. Now they're getting their best playmaker back, so. Yeah. Is he definitely coming back? Yeah. Jamar Chase? Okay. Um. All right. All the other ones, dude, I don't love any of the other ones. What's your next one? I just got my lock. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, wait, that's right. Um, aye, aye, aye. All right, I'm going to take Dallas minus 11. I know it's a lot of points, and i am really getting, been getting burned by taking double-digit favorites, but at home, I think this is where we start to see. Um, I mean, Matt Ryan just sucks. He just does. I think Michael, Par- Michael Parsons will fucking be latched to his back like a damn – Spider monkey all game. Um, this might be where we see the the rookie head coach. Like, like people are going to start questioning Jeff Saturday. Mm-hmm. They look not great against the Steelers. And no. The Steelers are not good. Um, I'm going to take probably – I very well may add – I'm not going to do it right now, but I might add the Niners – everybody's on the Dolphins. The Niners defense is the real deal. Um, but, all right, I have I have one more then, and it, it's my lock. So, um, I'm sure this has been kind of an atrocious podcast to listen to, but you got to take it with a grain of salt because hopefully, one, there's going to be winners. Two, um, we're powering through for the listeners. I don't know if you can tell. I'm fucking dying. I'm sweating so much right now. So much. <laughs> All right. That is our uh, our typical plays for the NFL. Now we move on to the most important bets of the week. Our locks of the week. You're still leading the way, so I'll let you go first. Yeah, I'm going to the Packers at Chicago Bears. You think I'm going against the Bears at Soldier Field? You bet I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the Packers. <laughs> Minus four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think the Packers are a good bet. The Bears, especially without Justin Fields, suck. Do yeah, you? and I don't know if Rodgers plays either, but um, Jordan Love season. I'm telling you, he's gonna. Rodgers might never play again. Jordan loves. That's his job now. Um. All right, my lock of the week is the Eagles minus five and a half against the Titans. I don't think the Titans are that good. It worries me that the Eagles struggle to stop the run with Derrick Henry, but he hasn't exactly been lighting it up Mm -hmm. uh, recently. Teams have been doing a good job of taking him away. And then the Titans haven't really been able to have an answer for that. So um, conservative card for me. Very well may do another two two ads if I see something that I like. Um, As the week gets a little closer, 
I'm also super fog, foggy headed right now. Uh, so to recap mine, Patriots plus four on Thursday, Green Bay minus four and a half on the road, Dallas minus 11 at home. And my lock of the week is the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles minus five and a half. I have Patriots plus four on Thursday night, Packers minus four and a half as my lock of the week. And then I'm rolling with the Bengals at home plus two. All right, there you go. That is our best bets for the NFL week. You got anything to say before we go? I'm hoping the gods will favor me again. Yeah, we got to get back in the good graces. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, head on over to the YouTube page and hit subscribe. Trying my best. We're, we're powering through. Um, I'm running a, like a 103 fever as we speak. But we're here to hand out winners for the listeners. Y'all have a good one. Who that? The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it.